Oh, my Fallout meme. Yeah, I like this week. one. Hell yeah. What would your environmental storytelling be? What would you be doing? Um, I think I would just inexplicably be sat the wrong way on the toilet. <laughs> like straddling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then so like, you know, f- travelers in the in future times, they'll be like, oh, is this what that was for? And then I'll have inspired a whole future post-apocalypse generation of yeah. people to use toilets the wrong way. Just something really confusing, just that no one yeah. understands. I would, I would run to the bathroom. I would take my clothes off and I would put the t-shirt I was wearing over the top basin and my trousers like resting on the lid. So like oh. the, so the toilet is like dressed and then yeah. I and then I would like sit down in front of it cuz that the third picture and the second picture show that clothes should survive. Clothes survive, yeah. Clothes survive. Yeah, that's the rules. That's fallout rules. No, don't. Clothes get burned onto your skin in radiation. This what, is less what, fun. What skin? They're skeletons, <laughs> Sam. There is no skin. Yeah. <laughs> I won't have you ruin this for me because this is my that's my plan. <laughs> it's and, been his dream for all of 30 seconds yeah. now. And the idea is, right, there's no like logic behind it. I just want people to see it and be like, what the fuck is why is this guy why is this skeleton sitting cross legged looking at a toilet that's yeah. wearing its clothes? Well that's all that's all you want is you want the guy who comes to raid your house for tins of beans. You want him to just see <laughs> yeah. this and just be like, What? And then, and, you know, think about that and then you sort of you live on, right? You're yeah. immortal. What if, like, everybody had the same idea? So every single bathroom has some <laughs> weird stuff going on in, in, in the toilet. <laughs> like, <laughs> that'd be so cool. That would keep you going in the apocalypse. Walking around, <laughs> seeing a bunch of weird shit in every single house. Like, what weird things going on in yeah, here? Do they have, is it one guy that does all the Fallout toilets? Oh, I hope so. Do you think they have the toilet story guy? It's, yeah. He doesn't do anything else. He just arranges skeletons <laughs> yeah. in bathrooms in Fallout. It's Tim the Toilet Man. He works at he Bethesda makes... and he sorts out all the toilets in Fallout. It's Todd Howard <laughs> himself. It's Todd Howard himself. <laughs> Someone walks over to an artist's desk and they're like, "Yo, you didn't, you didn't do a bathroom, did you?" Tom's gonna, Todd's gonna be fucking pissed. He's gonna be if, if you're messing with this. <laughs> Don't with mess with Todd's bathrooms. Yeah, Jesus. don't mess with his toilet storytelling. He's going to be absolutely furious. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you still playing DBD, Sam? Or can we start yet? My game's ended. My game's ended. Did you win? Did you win? Nah, nah, I couldn't find oh, out. No, <sighs> he's going to be miserable all podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to my DVD game. <laughs> Uh, let's get this started then. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Game Forecast, our weekly gaming podcast where we get together and we chat about what we've been playing and the new news stories for the week. My name is Josh, aka Bottlerworks, and I'm here with Olive Meister Will. Hello everybody. And Sam Samir. Hello. Right, so what have you been playing this week, Will? Um, well, uh... Uh, hop in, kid. There's a new <laughs> survivor like, and I've been playing it. Um, this is, uh, I've seen this been shared a little bit, but it hasn't hit like it's not like vampire survivors level of not yet. yet, but not yet, but it could be because this is Halls of Torment, which is uh, vampire survivors except Diablo 2 or Diablo 1 2 ish. You don't sound sure yourself. Um, Oh my, well, oh my god, it's so Diablo. I've never... I've, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, and it's your pretty standard survivor-like affair. You kill things, 
they drop gems, you pick up the gems, you level up, you get new abilities. Um, the way it differs, uh, you, you, you know, you progress, you survive as long as possible, there's an end to every level, uh, and you, the, you just unlock things. You complete, like, mini achievements or quests, and you just get more stuff, like more characters, more abilities, more items and stuff. Yeah. And it's just that, that little loop again. Um, the difference here is every, it's more of a twin stick. It's not... Uh, things don't automatically... You, you have Your character has a main attack, which you can aim. So the first character is like a barbarian, and he has a little cone sword swing in front of him. Uh, you get an archer, which just shoots arrows, as, as they do. Um, and then the upgrades are divided between uh, things that affect... Uh, you'll have like a choice between like you do more damage overall, or you do more damage plus plus, but only with your main attack, your main weapon. Oh, okay. Um, or you can upgrade the various weapons and items you find along the way. Because it's like similar to the Vampire Survivors, pick up weapons, and then by the end of it, you're like a, you know, a bullet hell Yeah, you've got boss. your full build. Yeah, and you're just spamming shit all over the screen and blowing everything up. Um, so there's that. There's also uh, a kind of very light Diablo-ish loot system where your guy has uh, like he- he- you know slots like two uh, like gloves, boots, chest piece, trinkets, things like that. Yeah, got oh, a picture, and... picture of it here. Yeah, yeah. It looks and it looks unabashedly kill... like Diablo for people that are oh, like it, audio game... listeners and not cannot, cannot see it. It looks exactly like Diablo, almost like as yeah. shameless as Vampire Survivors was to Castlevania. <laughs> this is like this, the same. It literally <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so your upgrades are kind of split between getting gear and getting uh, getting gear from bosses and getting levels and uh, weapons from other bosses, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's kind of it. There's a couple of like fun intricacies where it's um, you get more active quests in this than you do in Vampire Survivors. Yeah. At least in the early game, like pretty early on, uh, one of the the second level you go to has a guy and he's like, "Hey, I'm stuck in a cage. If you find the key, can you free me?" And you come yeah. back and free him. That's and then cool. he becomes a vendor in the overworld. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Kind of, I think like um, Vampire Survivors was most interesting when it was doing weird things outside of the main gameplay loop. Like go here, find a character. This character now offers yeah, a weapon yeah. or this or I like that kind of um, meta progression kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And this uh, one thing that this has, which I really like, is I was going to make a joke about, like, what if I told you this was kind of an extraction game? An extraction <laughs> Shut <shooter>. up. <laughs> because um, the gear you. you're getting, the gear you're getting, uh, you get an upgrade pretty early on, or you unlock a guy pretty early on who he has a, he's, he stood next to a well. And um, in every level from then on, once you unlock him, there is like uh, uh, his 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 well the bucket travels past this level of the uh the lair that you're in whatever yeah. it's called um and at any point you're so you're getting gear from uh bosses to equip to your character and it's like different rarity some is like has unique perks uh some is just like stat upgrades like attack speed or whatever but some is like you know oh you leave a trail of fire everywhere you go sort of thing and at any point you can once per run 
you can run over to the well and put an item that you have equipped. You can basically sacrifice it. Huh, yeah. Um, and he'll winch it up. And then from then on, uh, it's unlocked for all future characters. Uh, oh, okay. You can make gear loadouts and things. Um, so it's not. You so you have so you have a few different characters, but I remember Vampire Survivors had tons of different characters. Is it is it less to do with that and more? Here's a character, like, and then build your own character to take into these runs. Is that what you're describing, uh, kind of thing? Not really. You know how um, the Vampire Survivors characters all had like a gimmick where they are. They'll be like, oh, every ten levels you get attack speed or something. Yeah. Um, it's sort of along those lines where every character has a kind of hook uh like um the barbarian is all about he just swings in front of him so you can get items which like oh increase attack range and increase the arc of his swing and stuff and eventually he's like 360ing on the spot sort of thing um (laughs) and it's 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 sort of like that where you have an idea for like a build you're tweaking an existing character and you're not making like your own right okay yeah um i remember that in vampire survivors the you have like a a weapon you start with in that, but the it was yeah. kind of like a blank slate more or less. Yeah. Every single time, like you could always get generally um, what you wanted, regardless of who you chose in Vampire Survivors. Uh, it's kind of it, no, I'd say it's like it's more restricted than that. Like you, all the characters have their main weapon, and you can't. As far as I've played, I've only played four or five. I've only played ninety hours already. Um. But if you, it's like, no, your archer is the bow guy. Okay, the, right, yeah. This guy is, there's a guy with a flamethrower, and that's his thing. And uh, they, you can't get those weapons on the other characters. So you're sort of... Right, okay. You know, so some you, are better yeah. at AoE, and some are better at uh, single target, and then you're getting items and weapons to like complement that in the yeah. run sort of thing. Because Vampire Survivors was, oh, this character doesn't start with the sword or whatever, but you can find it yeah. later if you yeah want. no i think i think you can get stuff that's kind of like adjacent ish because it's like you know it's just a top-down shooter there's only so many yeah. things you can do but the items are fun um there's one which was just a gigantic wall of fire that just shot out and it was like i was getting to the point in the level where i was just like okay every time it fires that wall of fire i can just run behind <laughs> it and i'm safe you know yeah. the things can't crowd me in because it's pushing them all back and it's yeah, it's fun stuff like that there's bosses with like uh uh, like sort of unique, not really unique mechanics, but like they they're a bit more engaging than the vampire survivors bosses, which were just sort of like health. Yeah, I was they gonna, just, I was like, gonna ask that because vampire survivors, I feel, essentially just became enemies either walk towards you or they walk towards you and do a projectile or something, or just yeah. really really basic stuff. And mm. this obviously looks <laughs> it looks so close to Diablo. Yeah. Do they do any? Cool yeah, no, this Diablo has got mechanics? way more going on. Like. Right from the start, you you start off and it's just skeletons, and the noise for bashing skeletons is so satisfying. <laughs> I can't describe. It. it is like like you know the the rattling bones when yes, you smack them. Yes, skeleton rattle really satisfying. MP4, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it literally is. Um, but then it's like skeletons, and then the second wave is like skeletons with shields, and shields have their own properties where it's like uh you have to def- you have to beat a block value sort of thing, and that's all the thing. And then there's like um guys that throw shit at you and there's they have these like packs of dogs that kind of they 
they don't run right at you. They kind of spiral around you, slowly getting Ooh, closer. Serpentine. And it's like, yeah, like serpentine <laughs> yeah. style, yeah. And there's like there's guys that drop pools when you kill them. There's slimes which split into smaller slimes and stuff. So it's like there's some more fun stuff going on here with yeah. uh, the enemies. Um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it is still early access, but it's another one of those... It's it's like three quid at the moment. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? Three pound forty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of burnt out on whatever this genre. It's not burnt out. Maybe that's not the right words. But after putting like sixty, seventy hours into Vampire Survivors, mm. the thought of doing it again, albeit different, right? But just mm. that sort of loop again. I don't know if I've got the drive to do that um but i think it's for me i'm almost the opposite where i feel like i'm burnt out of vampire survivors i basically finished it although because i never really touched the the dlc that came out i did yeah. a little bit of it and i was like yep that's more vampire survivors <laughs> literally but yeah. i am always down for like you know a, a, a new take on this a twist this, yeah a, a twist yeah how how you how do you do things differently here what's the, what's the what's the hook here and i yeah, I've, I've like, I had it with that Bone Razor game I played. I've had it with this. I just really enjoy. You've had a few of them, now, just, haven't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're just such good chill out games, man. Like I'm waiting for something to render, or I'm you know downloading something, and I'm just like, yeah, do a couple rounds of <laughs> yeah. Vampire Survivors, Bone Razor, whatever it is. Um, Make the yeah, render I'd take say, like ten times as long because ninety percent of your CPU is now trying to juggle <laughs> like a thousand skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that's basically. It. I I, say, I will say. Um, I think some of the uh, upgrades at the start don't feel like. I know this problem was in Vampire Survivors to a certain extent, but I feel like it's not as it wasn't as bad there. But it's like when you get the fun upgrades are like getting an item, and then when you evolve the item, right? Yeah. That's your big like power spikes. And um, I didn't have as much as many of those moments in this game it was more like i was like struggling i was struggling and then at some point i was like oh okay i'm wiping the wave and that would go on for a bit and it yeah. wasn't ever like uh i would get one big key upgrade it was always like you know oh you get eight percent movement speed this upgrade and then five percent attack speed the next upgrade and i'm all and it's like it's not very fun or yeah. impactful but at some point you your character just becomes too much for the the ai to to deal with it's, so it's, it's weird isn't it because these games always they seem to have that point don't they that one single point where yeah you're not finishing runs but as soon as you get to this level it's, it's suddenly it's like oh i just don't lose runs yeah anymore i yeah. remember again with vampire survivors where i was really far in i think i'd finished all of it and was waiting for updates and there were a few people that were starting and they were talking about how, oh, yeah, it's really hard, but I made it to, like, 15 minutes out of the 30 minutes this time, and that's my personal yeah. best. And I was like, I don't remember that part of the game at all, because it, <laughs> yeah. is, it is literally impossible for my character to fail when I can stand still with yeah. the starting yeah. item. And I've got so many stat upgrades that it just, like, kills yeah, mess that everything. Upgrades. Yeah, yeah it, it just becomes, like, that's just how it is. And it's weird, because, like I said, once you go past that point, you can't really go back. Um, unless you start yeah. like a new save file or something, but I think that's why I'm I'm fine to just play more of these. Is because it's not 
complete it's not like the completing of the game is it it's like the struggle on the way is the fun part it's the of journey those games. and then at some point i guess you you start doing victory laps and just yeah. <laughs> like boy up the whole screen and that's that's also a bit just fun, realize but... you've become god over the last 50 <laughs> hours or so and you just move yeah. on <laughs> i am the vampire survivor and now yeah. <laughs> i've basically completed the game yeah um, um yeah do you have if you, if you miss Sorry, you go, yeah. go on. i was just gonna say with this game being so Diablo 1 slash 2 looking. Do you have nostalgia for that sort of art style? I didn't think I I, I didn't think I did, but there, there's one enemy in this which is like an, a little imp. And if you've played uh, you've played Diablo 4 at this point, right? We've yes, all played Diablo yeah, yeah. 4. You know the Fallen in Diablo? Yeah. They've been in every Diablo, but yeah, yeah, specifically yeah. in 2 the way they would like chase you and then you would kill them and they'd be like there and just like they'd do this little <laughs> flip and there'd be this little splash of blood and it was really yeah and th- there's a little enemy like that in this and uh, when you kill it i was just like ooh, <laughs> oh that feels so oddly familiar that's yeah. really that's quite pleasant actually yeah yeah so uh, yeah I, I didn't really think i had a nostalgia for um like diablo 2's aesthetic but i i think maybe i kind of do actually yeah <laughs> It's a really specific um, like time period, I feel. Yeah, it's like that Diablo yeah. one, Diablo two, uh, Starcraft, Brood War. Yeah, kind of isometric, sort of three D render, but still sprites. Look, yeah, if that makes sense. It's like they've made a three D model, but then made a sprite out of that. Yeah, I guess it's like it's. <laughs> I was thinking like, I guess that's not a very easy art style to emulate and make look. Uh, like look good or look compelling that you want to you want to jump in. Um, it's, it's tricky, isn't it? Because it's like it's it's sprite work made off of a three D model, but the three D model is also a relic of the same time period because they only had certain rendering. Capability. Yeah, if yeah. That, if any of that makes sense, it's like um, I think of the original Donkey Kong Country and things yeah. like that, where it's sprites made out of a three D model of donkey kong but that's a 3d model made back in fucking god knows like, <laughs> like how long ago like 30 years ago whatever 35 yeah years. yeah so and it's like, like a, the, there's a certain like like crunchiness to all this yeah, art yeah. I, it's like i can't imagine how hard it must be to replicate and not just be like oh this looks like shit <laughs> <laughs> or like to the game's merit this game looks like it is straight out of that time period of Diablo yeah, it 1, does. Diablo 2. Straight down to like all the UI and yeah. stuff is... Oh, the big yeah, chunky yeah. like PC buttons and things like that. It's, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. It is quite jarring when you boot up for the first time and it's like a full third of your screen is dedicated to... Look, look you can see it in the, in the screenshots, <laughs> yeah. but like a full third is dedicated to this insanely intricate XP bar that just fills up <laughs> yeah. the left-hand side of your screen. And it's just like... That's oh, such I a, love that yeah, so of its era. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like if you go back and play any old pc games because obviously yeah the resolutions were so much lower back then the buttons are so much bigger and like text is so yeah, much larger yeah. and things like that i just and then you, <laughs> you play it now at like you know 1080p or 4k and it's like oh my god this xp bar on the left hand side that's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. so many pixels dedicated just to this like xp bar it's like yeah, it's sort of been a tiny two pixel line yeah. across the bottom of my screen or something but no they dedicated a whole portion of the I screen love it. It. I, I love it so much yeah it sounds like you're enjoying it, though. It sounds good. I want, yeah, I want to go play it right now. I oh, would be playing yeah, it right see now. See you later. <laughs> if, yeah. 
Have you played anything um, else this week? Or? Uh, mine and Aaron's uh, V Rising Odyssey is oh, ongoing. Yeah. We're just hitting the new stuff now, and um, it's good. It's fun. Uh, it's funny how they've remixed some bits of it just to be like we'll be like oh we have to go here next and then there'll be something slightly different there's like a oh, there's okay. a mechanic uh i don't remember but there's a late game mechanic where um you basically start losing your way as you go through this like cursed forest and i don't remember that being in the previous versions but we were like oh we're actually lost in v-rising <laughs> how odd <laughs> Um, so yeah, the rising update is still is still fun. Have, does, still does, does your castle have two floors? It does. We've built a castle Insane. with an upstairs. We have the technology yeah. now to have, we have technology. We have an upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just remember right before this update dropped, watching a YouTube video of some guy's castle, and it's the nicest castle ever. But it's so bizarre because it's all on one floor. And yeah, just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so uh, yeah. Um, Anything else? Nope, that is me. That's me. That's everything. Nice. Okay, Sam, what have you been up to? Uh, I have plot another 50 to 60 hours of Dead by Daylight <laughs> since. That is actually insane. <laughs> since the last podcast. Um, I can't uh, believe you've gone so hard on Dead by Daylight. Um, yeah yeah wait it's yeah. like the curse of this podcast is one of us has to be completely <laughs> yeah. lost to dead by daylight at any one moment like sam will drop it in a couple days and then like steve will take over or something and we'll just never hear from it, here's the dangerous thing as well as i've um when it gets like towards late night like 10 p.m plus I'll start doing killer games, and I've really enjoyed playing as the killer. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm getting into that as well. It's like a whole I've, other game. It's so cool. Yeah, I've um, I own 18 survivors, and I've prestiged all of them once. Yeah, so far. Mm-hmm. So I like I have all the perks available to me as much as possible. Yeah. Um. So I've I've been having fun with like trying out perks and building build stuff like that. But now I'm playing as the killer, and I'm like, oh, this is so much more <laughs> relaxing. <laughs> no, no yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. so you're, you've only just started playing killer, right? <laughs> I, I've played killer before, and I've had those like shit games every now and then. But like, I've been playing the trapper, right? Yeah. And I, I'm just, I, I'm just like, there's a pallet. I put trap down. That's my rule. And like, mm. games are over so quickly because apparently, like. I've seen a survivor get trapped three times in the exact same spot <laughs> on, by Feeling, the exact same pallet, and I'm yeah, like, I feel very cooled out right now. <laughs> I'm like, you, at some point, lad, you've got to learn to just like, like, not uh like people just don't adapt. Well, they're, they're, Whereas I, now that I play killer, yeah. I play survivor completely differently. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's the best way to get good at either side is to play both sides. If that makes sense. Even if you're like, yeah. I'm a survivor main, I'm a killer main, it's good to hop over the fence and get an understanding of um, how things I actually work. I always thought the park sprint burst was a little bit weird because I like to sprint around everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until I played killer and I'd be like in the middle of the map and I just see red scratch marks everywhere because people are just sprinting around. 
Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm always chasing someone because no one is trying to be stealthy or take their time. Everyone's yeah. just trying to get from A to B as soon as possible. So it's cool. I found someone. I down them. Oh, cool. There's red scratch marks on the opposite side of the map, but I can see them so vibrantly. People yeah. are just sprinting everywhere. So I'm like, mm. oh, when I play Survivor, I need to not sprint everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's really obvious. See, mine was the other way around. I. Go, like playing killer, I, I I now play survivor a lot looser. Um, in that I sprint everywhere and maybe not like direct paths always, but I don't feel like there are certain players that I'm with, like where they're randoms or on Discord or whatever. Where as soon as the terror radius pops up and you're doing a gen, they instantly get off and like start running away or hiding. Whereas I play, I generally like I say like a lot looser now. I'll stick to gens a lot more. I'm confident oh, yeah. getting in chases uh, and things like that. I'm a lot braver because I, yeah. I kind of understand the limitation killer a little bit more now. Yeah. So, like, I will not get off a gen until a killer is staring me down. Because <laughs> yeah. chances are that terror radius, they could be on a different floor, they could be in the middle of the map, like... Yeah. They could be straight up so doing something see. else, as in, like, they're just not chasing someone, but they have... Uh, you know, a place in mind they are heading towards, and you are yeah. just, you know, on the side, on the way. So there's no point, you know, running away. Sometimes you can give yourself away if you, yes. if you freak out. Too oh, early. mate, the amount of times where I'm a survivor and I'm like, oh, he's seen me. I've got to run. And then, like, as I sprint <laughs> in the opposite direction, he just like 90 degree turns because he hasn't seen me, and then immediately turns <laughs> yeah. back because I've sprinted. And That's a double take. Me. Yeah, the killer yeah, double take. Yeah. Well, <laughs> No, I'm like he didn't know. Like, <laughs> you, you got to stop giving some killers too much credit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm still loving this game. Well, it's kind of taken over my life. Um, what I will say with the the killer the killer climb in DBD is when I first started playing killer, I had a similar experience where it felt like I was bullying literal children, yeah. and then oh, there, yeah, is, yeah. there is. It never felt like a gradual increase in MMR. It just felt like no, one day no, no. the game just went right. From this point on, you're just going to get fucked. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't lose every game, but survivors yeah. clearly from that point on like knew what they were doing. I went, um, I went from like four kill every game yes. to, and then I just suddenly went into a game where I was getting like pallet stunned every time <laughs> everyone was flashlighting me and I didn't even like see a survivor basically yeah. and they all got out and I was like, oh, okay. I remember yeah, like I've, one, one. I'm not good at this game, fair enough. One like key thing I always try to do when I play killer is you think of them as like, it's like a chain, right? It's like four people working together and you, you poke different parts of this team to find where the weakest link is, right? So if you, ch if, you, <laughs> if you chase someone for too long, they're clearly very good. You just drop chase, just leave, find someone else that you can bully. Because like, you can chase someone for three minutes or whatever and then down them. Or you can like drop chase a minute in, find someone else and immediately down them because they're just worse. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember having certain games as killer after this point where I'm like chasing someone. Like, oh, this, this chase taking too long. I'm going to find someone else. And I would find every player and it's like, oh my God. I can't catch any of these people. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> I've I had one game, it's like my third game is killer, and I got one hook and then everyone escaped. <laughs> like they yeah. got like literally everyone I went for had like uh just had all the right exhaustion perks at all the right time. 
yeah. Like, had I remember there was this one loop on. It, I really didn't like the map either. It had like tents and like. Plastic oh, I know the one. Fake they, people. Yeah, I can't remember what map that it's is, but that's like the petrified. one that was reworked for the Skull Merchant. That's one of the newer maps. Right. That that map, like this guy, just looped me, and I yeah. just could not catch him. And by the time I realised it was too late, four gens were done. <laughs> yeah. uh, but like, That's... I think that comes with being killer, though. Sometimes you just got to identify this is going to take too long. I need to leave now. Yeah, Game that of is something like... I've always wondered. Is you know the game is cat and mouse basically. It's just a big game of tag. Yeah. Um, but and the killer is always slightly faster than the survivors. But are there? Um, but you know the way survivors deal with it is vaulting through windows, dropping uh, pallets in front of in front of you, and stuff like that. Are there technically loops which you cannot catch the guy if he's memorized? You know, because the maps are randomly generated, right? Yeah. So if he's memorized it correctly or he's figured it out or something, are there loops people can run you around? I don't where you think actually so. cannot chase pure, pure, you I'm actually pretty catch sure him. in a straight line, the killer will always catch yes. you eventually. But the, the, right. the idea is that um, in theory that's possible on certain things, but I think the fact that if you vault through a window uh, three times, it blocks the window. Mm. So that's one of the things you, to stop yeah. that from happening. Because in theory, yeah, a survivor can run around, hop a window, and then keep playing that until you just like you can never catch them. But it's things like yeah, the fact that pallets are breakable, the fact that windows get blocked. In theory, you should be <laughs> able to catch yeah. any survivor. Obviously, perks and things can change certain scenarios, but in a game, of and just also you can DVD, try and juke as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because pallets are just ultimately like a resource, right? It's the idea of survivors yeah. have this resource to delay the killer, to give themselves more time in the map to allow them to mm -hmm. do their own objective. And it's like eventually when that resource runs out, yeah, the survivor should just get caught. Um, it's not always that easy, obviously, because yeah. the reason is getting... some killers that don't care about pallets. Yeah. But like the amount of nemesis I've seen where it's like, oh, you dropped a pallet or a huntress, and they're like, just gonna hit you with my ranged attack. Like it doesn't matter. But that's <laughs> yeah, where the, a lot of yeah. fun from DBD for me comes from. Is the skill ceiling is really high because there's so many levels of complexity, right? Like the thing with yes. Huntress, where if yeah. I drop a pallet in front of Huntress, she can prime an axe and then throw it and hit me. But then there's that, and now now there's that additional mind game of when I'm against a Huntress and I run for a pallet, I run straight through it. I don't drop it because she primes an axe, ready to hit me, but I'm not delayed because the pallet's not dropped and then yeah, i get yeah. away and then and that's that's really interesting that's really cool and then you get additional stuff where sometimes i won't drop it thinking she'll prime she doesn't prime because she's seen through my double layer of mind games and then she does <laughs> oh it's it's stuff like that makes this game really interesting yeah i, I will say though it still does stray into the like you said there's like infinite depth, but I think some of that comes from the absolute wall of knowledge that yes, you run into as yeah. soon as you start playing, because everyone's running different perks that do different things. And you'll be like, because I, I, I did this when I played Killer, and now we've been playing Survivor as a, as a four. And, you know, you'll be, you'll be playing, you'll be playing, you'll be like, oh, let's go on a chase. And then some guy will insta-down you, and I'll be like, well, why did that happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
one of you will be like, oh, he has... He has blah, blah. He did He did two 360s in a row and tapped his head and now he can down you in one hit. And I just... I feel like some of that is still way too much in this game. It's it's kind of ridiculous. I think the game would benefit from some kind of... You know, I, I, I understand they have to release new perks with every character yeah. because that's the main... Besides the license, that's the main draw of new characters and killers is that all these new mm. perks and things they come with. But I think the game would benefit from some kind of... Uh, like less new and start focusing on old and make and changing and balancing old ones to make them more interesting maybe you know like how i think at certain at a certain point i can't remember when um but rainbow six siege changed from i think two characters a season to one or something yeah with the idea yeah. of balancing maps and pre-existing characters mm. um i think this would greatly benefit from something like that yeah um but again yeah, it just, they, they just feels like too much stuff. I mean, the current patch, they're completely changing Onryo. Yeah, that's right. Like, they're not completely changing, but they are reworking how she plays. The concept I, is still the same. Yeah, and, that's, and that is, just... that's, that's great. But they're also about to add Nicolas Cage with three brand new, very fun, <laughs> but three more perks onto the pile of, what, like 60 or something at this point? 60 or 70. And you have to... It's It's like... The the it's it's in a weird spot where it's like a paid for game and it kind of you could argue this game is kind of pay to win because there are some perks which are you know you've seen like tier rankings and stuff but there are some yes, perks yeah. where it's like you can grind to get this it's 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 like always on just technically the correct side of pay to win where it's like well yeah. you can always just earn this in game but like it will take you a long a long time a long and you time. could just pay a fiver instead and get the best perks right off the bat it got to a point with me where i think i just accepted that because i was playing it so much and i was enjoying it i'm just gonna buy all the dlc and treat it like a <laughs> like a full i think it costs like 60 quid or something for all the yeah. dlc I, was I, like, I buy it and like that's it basically i have the game i do think though that part like that they are obviously incredibly important important and they change the way the game plays. Yeah. But you can just play perkless and be fine most Absolutely. of the time. Yeah. Uh like yeah. I, I I played Killer, I probably played about twenty to thirty games of Wraith with no perk. Because I I wasn't leveling up killers. So I only had one perk slot and they were yellow, so I didn't bother yeah. taking one. But I don't think I don't think Will is arguing that it's impossible to win. He's just saying there is a clear advantage if you take top tier perks which that absolutely is yeah and my point was there's so many at this point which are like top maybe not top tier but like like you said there's like 90 yeah. 70 uh, 90 I, I perks think... whatever and it's like if you want to earn all of those to, to try build yes and okay like, that's that i agree with but there is also that bit where once you've played enough games you will instantly recognize perks like I'm pretty sure all of us know corrupted intervention. Yeah, the hand, the there's a handful head. of that. Yeah, that you just know, don't you? <laughs> and uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, that, that's they, true. that will just come to you with time. So it's it's like when you look at it from a new player's perspective, they don't really also need the best parts from the get go. I I do fully concede that there are so many and it takes ages to get them all. But yeah, I, I don't know. It it does. To me, and I love this game, I really do like this game, but this game does 
kind of feel to me despite it having the entrance fee price which isn't much but it does have an entrance fee it should probably be free to play i'm not sure if it's to stop bots or something or like or hack, cheaters, or hackers yeah. and cheaters well, or whatever yeah and, and entry fee price is a good way of stopping yes bots, absolutely yeah. yeah yeah um but it, yeah it does um portray itself as a sort of free to play game where you get in you have i think you start with what like four characters a piece either yeah. side and then you look at your unlock list and there's like 20 <laughs> characters or whatever that you don't have it's like oh, okay yeah I, I i i think that's also a larger conversation to be said about games of a service that have been available for such yes. a long length yeah, of time yeah. it's like, like you even, say with um, um rainbow six siege they yeah you used to only get was it four characters, four attackers, or six attackers, six defenders when you started the game? It wasn't many. And yeah. then, they've been through so many iterations. It, it was like you used to be able to earn a bunch of the base ones for currency, right? Yeah. Really and then I remember that. Yeah. Could, yeah. But then they and then they did like a starter edition. Do you remember that? Where you could buy the game for like uh, like peanuts 15 quid you, or something but you got you only you got, got everything. like no no you, you got nothing basically you had to grind to unlock yeah it was and, a cheaper version but you could yeah. only play recruit. oh no wait yeah yeah i do know that yeah i remember that something like that yeah and it, yeah it's like i feel like siege has been through this a, a while back and dead by daylight's just like nope stay the course we're just gonna <laughs> keep putting out this dlc well, think, dead yeah, by daylight dead is... by daylight screams is like a game that is where it is now with this massive fan base, and I think it's like it's like top twenty, top thirty, most played on Steam or something. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and, I, yeah it's doing fine. Yeah, and, but, <laughs> yeah. but what, what I mean is like you look at it now, and the initial plan or whatever concept for this game wasn't anywhere near. <laughs> it's like so where it is now. far outgrown. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's the Fortnite. It's the also... Fortnite inverted pyramid we always talk about. <laughs> it's like you start yes, with something, that's... and it's just like it just keeps growing outwards and up. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. I think all they're, they're not. Yes, they need to. You always need to change to get new players, right? But I feel like they're fine to just keep trucking along, just pumping out. They tend to pump out quite cheap DLC, all things considered. Yeah, if it's if it's an original license, as in something that they make themselves, so an original killer, an original survivor, it's normally like a like five six pounds. For both yeah, characters, yeah. and it's it's the licensed ones that tend to cost a little bit more. Like when it's your yeah, uh, yeah, it's Freddy Cage. or your Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I get that because you have to pay people to use these characters. Like that's, that's fine. Yeah. I accept that. I pay a little yeah. bit more. I get to be Nicolas Cage running around dead by dead. That's, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I I just it, it is it's one of those things where I don't know the perfect answer. Because games as a service, I don't know, part of me is like, should that style of game even exist? Is it healthy for it <laughs> to exist? You know? But that, that's um, too deep, and I don't know if I care enough. That's <laughs> <it's> a really <laughs> long discussion. I can't, remember, yeah, I can't yeah. remember who I was talking to the other day, where it was... I think... Was it on the podcast? I can't remember anymore. It's about how um, that game shut down. Was it The Cycle Frontier? Yeah. And it's just like, are certain games of service genres becoming actually unapproachable for a new game? Because what already exists is so polished, such a big yeah. 
uh, player base. It's so well War- established. Why would you play something new when you can also, play yeah. Warzone or Tarkov or yes? And another thing I would like to add to that is, I, I I've only thought about this recently, but do you remember like five, ten years ago, like free to play was the way to make games. Yeah. And now I'm trying to think like a free to play game comes out and people will will play it, but. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, most games coming out nowadays, you actually have to pay for, again. I, it's, I was thinking about that as well, actually. And it's, I feel like when a game is free-to-play live service, like Josh said, it's so easy to try it out and then drop it and go back to the game you have already invested money yeah. or time or whatever in. So it's like, if a, if a game comes out and you have to pay for it, that you're already like you have a, a some amount of investment in it already yes, you know what i mean commitment. it's not as yeah. easy to just drop and go back to warzone fortnite whatever it is that you you were already playing so pay um, pay barrier entry is a questionable good thing for... <laughs> oh this is so weird I, honestly i don't i don't know because at the same time obviously you're going to attract so many so much less people by charging instead of being free yeah. to play but yeah I don't know. I don't think there's a right answer. I think you the, have to make a really one good that game. Comes to mind Step one. Honkai, right? Honkai yeah. was free, had fuck ton of players, and I'm sure that like they were so big anyway that there is it's doing fine. I'm yeah. certain Honkai is doing fine. <laughs> yeah, literal billions. We, we were going through a period <laughs> where it felt like every game was free to play, yeah. games as a service. Yeah, it gets and, it gets it doesn't get boring. It gets exhausting. Where it's like, oh, here's another thing that is going to try to grab me by the ankles and be like, please don't go, battle pass, uh, premium (laughs) track, oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I think like Honkai... That's just an interesting observation. Yeah, Honkai, I feel for me, I got really into Honkai because I've never played any sort of mobile game like that before. So Mm -hmm. I don't have any other kind of um, investment in any other yeah. type of game like that. Whereas now, because I've played Star Rail, anything that would come out similar, anime, gacha, RPG, even if it's like really, really <laughs> good, right? I'd be like, well, I've already put in like 100 hours into Star Rail. I don't really want to do it again. Yeah. So I'm just not gonna. Yeah. So there is, yeah, there's, there's that element I feel like always sitting in the back of my mind. What if they gave you free gems though? Oh, I'm there. <laughs> on the subject of free gems <laughs> Sam's going to give us free gems <laughs> there's to... another game I actually I was playing it uh, last up to last podcast as well but I didn't talk about it because we, we went on about FF16 yeah. for like an hour mm-hmm. um, I've picked up a game I used to play a lot but I've got it on mobile now just to like have on right. mm-hmm. uh, which was Clicker Heroes <laughs> Oh no! Oh god! And I think I've talked about it before. Yeah, you absolutely have. <laughs> I can click a heroes, yeah, man. I um, I've got it on mobile, and it's kind of just like I'll be at work, and I'll just have my phone on charge and just have it plugged in, and I just watch it go, and then I just you know press it, and I'm like, oh, I think I'm back on the item. <laughs> oh my god, again. no! I, I take believe. I take it back. Go back. Go back to DVD, Sam. Don't. <laughs> I can't believe it's like 
you know, for for months now, we've talked about how insane this year is for video game releases, and here we are talking about <laughs> another vampire hero. survivors, <laughs> Dead by Daylight, and Click Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> an idle game. Oh god! <laughs> Everyone knows what Click Heroes is. It's literally in the name. You you click on a monster and it dies, and then you level up, and then you click. But less. if you watch ads, you get free gems, oh, I'm and with your sick. gems, you can buy auto clickers. So I don't have to click anything. It don't even have to play. You're not even playing. The game literally runs itself. <laughs> I have. This is this is madness. Oh, we need a, an intervention <laughs> or something. There's um, I can't remember which one it is, but I have a random like idle game installed on my phone that I haven't opened in I think now about a year and I can only imagine that the payoff if I open that one day where it's like you've been idle for a just year <laughs> here's passively all this accumulating wealth yeah yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna, never gonna open it you, you you'll open that app and it'll be like you own the company now that, that, runs, that <laughs> yeah. made, that, made that game welcome back my lord <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this is my life. I, I, I in between DVD games, I spend my money, I use my skills, and I play a DVD game and forget about it. And then I come back while I'm in the queue. Oh god, you're you're so close to just being those TikTok videos with one video on the top half and another video on the bottom half, where it's just DVD <laughs> and clicker heroes to keep you <laughs> occupied. <laughs> and you haven't played you any Final Twilight? Fantasy, huh? You haven't played any Final Fantasy this week? I have not. Ever since, do you know when I sent you a message saying that a cutscene really pissed me off and I stopped? Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I never recovered because DVD has consumed my <laughs> life. You should. Uh... <laughs> but uh, now that you've finished it, I, I want to finish it. Yeah, I suppose so. Because jump... I've always been in the position of wanting to talk about things and can't because I was ahead. And now I, and... now I have that power. Yeah, so now I'm like, cool. I want to. I'm gonna finish it. Yeah, so. I have. Yeah, as I'll jump into what I've been doing, and yeah, as, as Sam was just saying, I have completely finished Final Fantasy 16, and I don't want to go into any like story stuff. What I really want, Sam, is when I want I want you to finish it. I want to talk to you about things that happen in this game, um, because there's yeah, I'm already dancing. Um, there's tons of stuff that happens. That's kind of different ambiguous this that and the other so i'm really looking forward to chatting to you about that but yeah i have completely finished this um i've still got some like side quests and stuff to do um, did you do mm-hmm. the s rank hunt i've done some of them there's multiple in the end obviously yes there's, I, there's I know i've done only two have been unlocked so far have you found them challenging uh, yes, I think I have. Did they, did they kind of scratch that itch that you kind of wanted? A little bit more than I had at the start, yeah. As I was saying, we spoke about this last week for what was like an hour, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And I think at that point, I was probably like a third of the way through the game, I think. Maybe like a like just under half. Um, and the combat was, at the time, what felt very, very easy. Um Towards the end, especially towards the end, some of the final fights and some of the final hunts, the game does get considerably harder, um, which is good. I actually felt like I had to focus more on dodging and actually look for appropriate times to attack and things like that. So that was really mm-hmm. good. Um, I still think, I, like story-wise, like let that sit and talk about it another time. Um, but combat-wise, I still don't think... 
I'm 100% happy with it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I just right. feel... it's, it's not your perfect. No, I still iteration. I still, of that combat. I, I still stand by the point which I feel. I don't think the combat is. I think there's enough there to make it really interesting, but I don't feel like the enemies ever push you in a way to make you fully use the combat. Maybe mm. that's in the new game plus. Where the game is harder. Yeah. Um, so I was going to say, I, I think the tools are there. Yes. It's, cer- it's certainly not on your levels of your DMC and your Bayonetta. No. But it's it's not that for a lack of trying. The tools are there. Yes. The combat is there. There's also, I throughout the entire game, I used an accessory which gave me more ability points. Um, which sounds like that would make the game easier, but it it doesn't make the game easier. It lets you unlock more moves. So I have access to I more things. I, that. I think you can buy it in one of the shops. Um, if it was like oh. an XP boost, your character levels up faster, you get more stats, then that makes the game easier. But the ability one is more like um, it allows you to use more of the abilities that you have because you only have a certain amount of ability points. Um, and even mm-hmm. using that from start to finish, I still didn't have enough points to truly start experimenting with the combat in a way that i liked um the way the abilities work is you level them up once which upgrades them which changes them slightly and if you upgrade them again they become mastered and you can then start using different moves on different icons style different yes yeah, so you can start using different moves on different styles which is when the game can start getting really interesting because you can start combining weird um like lightning moves with the phoenix's dash and things like that it's like okay what can we what can we do here um but i never had enough ability points i feel like to be able to do that with i think really like most moves because some moves are so expensive some moves that i really wanted were so expensive yeah no i've got one and i i didn't (laughs) because you can you have to buy it then if you didn't start with it you have to buy it, then you have to upgrade it, yes. then you have to master it. And there are some big moves that you would expect of certain yes. summons that you want, <laughs> and they're like 5,000, yeah. whereas all the other ones are like 400. <laughs> yeah. You're talking, about, you're talking about Doom Train, aren't you? Talking about yeah, Doom Train, yeah. yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, that, is, um, that is one thing I will say about um, FF16 that I'm also kind of disappointed in, is that I remember watching all these trailers and lead up to FF16 and being like, this game looks so cool. This game looks so serious. I can't wait to see how they handle the weirder parts of Final Fantasy that I feel like every Final Fantasy has. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, like just, just off the cuff, like Chocobo Racing or Doom Train and shit like that that you're <laughs> talking about. And yeah. um, like Sam's towards the end of this part of the game now. Um, yeah, they're, they're, I'm pretty sure it's just not going to have it. It just, it just doesn't so. have it. Just doesn't have it, which I thought was a massive shame. No, no Moogles. There are Moogles. There's, 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 there there's one. There's one. There's <laughs> one. What? So d- 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 there's mm. there's lore about Moogles and the standard like Moogles stay hidden. They don't come out. Yeah. Uh huh. Of their forests and stuff, but you meet like the one Moogle adventurer. Yeah. Who's like up his own ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there is some there is a bit yeah, yeah. Of, but not much yeah, there's there's really not much um, right but okay it, it, it is kind of 
It's not even like that. There's there is comedy in there. Yes. In part, yeah. But it's a very serious game. It doesn't take a weirder turn. It doesn't take a funny turn very often. If at Does all, it go... no, that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's just the game they've decided to make this time. Um, Does it still have the like final, final, final fantasy act turn where? I feel like it tell it's telling like a story. It goes from A to B to C, and then the the final act kicks off, and it's like, oh, we're in the hell dimension fighting uh, alien god. Uh, Is that, does it still have like a big? You don't have to spoil any. I'm not. I'm not. Does it still have like? It might do. It might not. I'm not touching this because okay. Sam's not because Sam's still playing. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but it certainly has even bits that Sam's seen. It 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 does certainly have sort of acts where it feels like we're doing this no wait hang on things have changed now we're doing this uh, oh my god revelation we're doing this and it's like it has right. that i feel like throughout the game almost yeah almost just like specific acts where the story does mix up and change um yeah but yeah um i do still think the story portion of this game holds up the entire thing um I feel like I would be a lot meaner to this game if the story wasn't as good as I thought it was. Okay. Um, it's not... It's So, I literally finished it today, right? So, it's, it's still simmering. <laughs> um, I still don't think it's my favourite Final Fantasy that still goes to 14 with Shadowbringers and Endwalker. But it's really close. It is really, really close. Oh, that that's quite high priority. Yeah, and because this this has to fight a lot of like nostalgia amongst yes. the Final Fantasy fan. Or mm. so so FF fourteen hit really hard for me because it had that um, it had that Avengers feeling. You know, like in what's the Avengers? Is it End End Game? Is that what it's called? I can't remember what it's called. What's the Avengers one? The newest one with Infinity that? War. Infin- no, the one after that. Yeah, oh, Endgame. Endgame, yeah, Endgame. You know where the climax of that film isn't the climax of that film. It's the climax of like 20 films. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, how yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen felt and that's how it was able to hit such a big high. Um, mm. So yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen is kind of cheating. But this one, this game, for like a single entry, gets really close. Um, the only other thing I'll say is it's kind of it isn't like another sort of hit against this despite how much i love it is it's made by what's it called sam is it like business unit three or something the people that make Markley. is this the, the people that make final fantasy 14 and now 16 yoshi p's group it's like a really weird developer name it's like business unit three or something developer unit three um you can tell that they've kind of done nothing but make Final Fantasy fourteen for years mm-hmm. and years because this game is secretly Final Fantasy fourteen in disguise. It feels like. It feels like when you look at what this is, you take a step back. The design, the story, the way the pacing of everything is, it feels like a Final Fantasy fourteen expansion. It's like you have your open world, like, but they're like zones, like FF14 with side quests in them where it's like, oh, deliver sandwiches to this bloke down the road or whatever. And then you have these really like low points, I feel, in 
not quality, but like in pacing, everything feels like kind of like filler. And then you have almost like a dungeon, right? You go to an area where it's like corridor, fight, corridor, fight, corridor, boss. Massive yeah. boss. The most spectacular thing you've ever seen <laughs> in a game. Because the highs of this game, the icon fights, the stuff like that, they are incredible. Yeah. My arms are in the air right now. They are so good. <laughs> I will remember a lot of these fights in this game, I think, for the longest time, because the highs of this game are so good. And well, you'll and you'll do all that and then you'll finish that for a bit and then you'll go back to your home hub base and they'll be like, Yeah, go check up on Martha in her inn. That that's that's so funny you say that though, because like the biggest problem I had with Final Fantasy fourteen, the MMO, is it's a fucking terrible MMO. Like, yeah, it it actively pushes you away from playing with other people because <laughs> it wants to be a single player game single so player hard. Game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like when you have to kick people out of your party so you can do a story mission, it's like, yeah, come on, man. So it's like it's funny you say that because it's uh, yeah, it's almost the opposite. <laughs> oh, I, f- I feel like. The one thing I do look back on is this in this is that I love I love 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 the story of this. But yeah. I feel the the pacing is really not great. Um and I I get that you can't have nothing but highs, right? You can't have a constant like bam 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 amazing stuff every two seconds because you need time to think and stuff, right? But the lows such as um, the in-between stuff and some of the side quests are really detrimental. I feel um, to the game. So it, it so because a good story always has the like peaks and troughs, right? Of interest. You, you feeling yeah. like the slow moments are just they're lasting too long. They're just too slow. Yeah, and you're like I don't really care about this minor side plot. Or well, whatever. I think I, I think want to get back. To... A lot of the time, it's not actually the story of the side stuff itself. Some of the most interesting parts of this game are some of the side quests that happen. Right. Um, because again, without spoiling too much, there are some really interesting <laughs> side stuff that change the world, and you learn a lot about the world and these yes. characters and stuff like yes. that. Um, but then the actual content, the actual gameplay of that, can sometimes literally be slow walk around a village and, and pick, <laughs> right, and pick okay. up a few things or talk to a few people. And it's just like, Oh, this is really slow. <laughs> so, right, okay. yeah, mechanically, okay. what you're doing, if you think about it, you're like, "What I've already done is talk to person A, B, and C, and now yeah. I'm done." But yeah. story-wise, yeah. massive things are happening. It got so it's yeah. It got to a point with some of the cutscenes, right. not cutscenes, some of the, some of the side quests where, like you say, you go talk to person A. B, C, travel here to pick up a flower, walk back, talk to person A. It's like, I would have rather would have just had a cutscene of like two characters. Or like, just do, <laughs> do all that in a cutscene. I'm happy to sit here and watch that because the story is yeah. interesting. But it's just like they couldn't find a way, I don't know, to make it interesting. I don't know. Um, I still feel like I'm being. It sound, I sound more critical of this game than I actually am. I, I really do love this game. It's, yeah. just, it's just got a few things that just they, they don't quite hit the 9 out of 10 that I thought it's good you know we were saying how like this game was 9 out of 10 average kind of thing um, yeah it's it's not it's like 
point eight <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> oh um, man, now you're an IGN. Review yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, oh god, it's one. This is one of those games where, in like a year or two, I'll come back and watch all of the high points on YouTube and have a great time yeah. again, just like reminiscing about those those fights and those interactions because they're so good. They are really good. So how long was the game roughly? Uh, oh, I didn't you, get if you had to ballpark. Yeah, it. I didn't get a final play time. I think it must have been around like forty fifty. I think. Yeah. yeah, that's my that's my gut. Yeah. Um, as I said, there's still other stuff to do. Like I have more stuff to do. Um, I lost a bit of motivation to do some of it when I found out that the platinum trophy, which I know you know achievement hunting is stupid, but I found out the platinum trophy is locked behind a whole brand new playthrough, which I was kind of like, uh... Oh, yeah, not fair gonna, enough. Just, not going to do. <laughs> yeah, I had in my mind, I was like, I'm going to do all the side quests and upgrade my gear and that will hopefully be enough, and it's, it's not. But I'll do as much as I can without yeah. doing a brand new playthrough. Yeah, please, games, don't force a second playthrough on people. <laughs> if they want to play through again, they will. Yeah. But, like, don't force it on people. So I won't get you don't think not even for achievements? It's tricky. Um, because I... Not the platinum, at the very least. No. <laughs> I think you can have trophies separate from the platinum, I think, that don't count towards it. Um, but either way, yeah, I'll do... Um, at the very least, I'll finish all the side quests and the hunts, but I won't do all the crazy shit like get every weapon upgraded and stuff like that. Like, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the hunts, the hunts have been one of the best things combat-wise that game has. Yeah, yeah. Those two S S rank hunts, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, a, I've got to try. They're a lot of fun <laughs> as well. I think. Um, at the point you're at as well, Sam, you've, uh, you you see your ability part has gaps, right? You haven't got all the abilities. Oh, uh, what you mean, like on my on my tree? Yes, the icon on selection. my wheel. I'm missing two. Okay, right, you're missing two. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, because they add some. <laughs> I know stuff. exactly who fills them in. Yeah, yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. It's it's very obvious what fills them in. Um. But yeah, they add some really cool stuff to the combat as well, which I'm looking forward to talking oh. to you about. So you should polish it up. You should finish it off. Yeah, no, I know. I need. I know. I need. Yeah. Um, there is. Um, sorry. I go. guess. I guess. Does Final Fantasy is this Final Fantasy moving forward? Then do you feel like this is the? Because this feels so. like it's brought Final Fantasy back to some kind of relevancy. Do you think this is? Definitely. They're just going to say like, "Oh, sod it. Just, just have FF, man. You're the only one that can." Well, I, I liked. Mm, I would like. Guy, I, the only one that can make them. I appreciate like the bold, new, mature direction for Final Fantasy, um, but I, th <laughs> I, I think yeah. what Final Fantasy's been missing for a long time, which some of the older games didn't have, is just like just good writing. And a good story. <laughs> I, don't, I know. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, not just. That's not saying like FF Seven. And those ones are bad, but you know, like how no one's going to be raving about the story of Final Fantasy Thirteen and like FF Twelve. Yeah. They're not bad. Before I get my head ripped off, they're not bad, but they're not going to go down in the annals. Thirteen for, was, but yeah, not going to go down the annals <laughs> for amazing writing. Whereas I think if they just, if they <laughs> think the writing was the only good thing about Twelve, <laughs> but 
Carry on. Oh, I like the gameplay of 12. I really like the gameplay. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I think just giving Final Fantasy enough time to like cook something up that's really good is just what, yeah. all I want for the series going forward. The I, only thing I worry about is I don't know because every Final Fantasy has always been unique, basically, compared to the previous one, right? Yeah. It's not a sequel, um, although some of them do have sequels. It, they've always tried to switch up the system, you know? Yeah. You, you can see even in the yeah. older ones, they try to change how equipment or the battle system goes. Yeah. And I'm like, I like, I, I want them to keep pushing oh. boundaries, but I, I don't know what that boundary is anymore. Do you, do you think we'll see... No spoilers. <laughs> do you think we'll see a 16-2? Is that on the? Is that possible? Um, no, no spoilers. Josh, don't answer. Yeah. What Sam, do you, what do you <laughs> think? from me, as far as I can tell, I I don't think so. Um, and if it is, if they did, I think it would be more of like a you know ten to, which was kind of like a, hey, the world's been saved. This is how we're getting on afterwards. I yeah, feel it like would a, probably yeah, be more like that. Rather than a yeah. whole actual game, I can't. But may- maybe, obviously, Josh feels different. I can't. I can't ending, but... contribute to this at all. So yeah, <laughs> but I-, I don't think there'll be a sequel based on what I've seen so far. Right. Okay. They they could probably do DLC, and it would be like the story of other people doing things. As yeah. you know, this is what happens when Clive went and did this. I feel like um, this is not a spoiler even for, like, Sam. Um, I think there will be DLC because there is just straight up an icon missing out of all the main Is bunch. it Doom Train? It's Doom Train. It was Doom Train more along, baby. Doom Train's coming to DLC. Right. I, 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 I've been meaning to ask this, right? Yeah. They say at the bloody start, there's, like, the eight icons. Yep. And I could only name seven. <laughs> well, th- there are eight, but one of those eight isn't like the others. Well, there's just there's, there. There is a staple Final Fantasy summon slash element that is just missing from the entire. Oh, Odin. Game. No. It's uh, uh. I'll just say it because 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 you learn quite early on who the icons of the game are. Um, right. Okay. For whatever reason, in FF16, Leviathan is just completely gone and missing. Oh wow! Really? And like. Sam said there's like lots of talk about eight 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 guardians icon but you only actually know of seven yeah they did they lent on Leviathan pretty hard in Final Fantasy 15 didn't they maybe they're like oh that's true let's give that guy a break Leviathan in Final Fantasy history has always been the king of summons DLC, 100 so, Don't know how it fits in, don't know how they'll do it, but... Yeah. <laughs> we'll get our Leviathan we'll get our look- Hashtag Good. Leviathan I, gate. I sleep until <laughs> Leviathan gets put back in Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's like Sam said, but it's just like, they talk, yeah, they talk about eight Guardians, and they keep showing you UI with like seven, and they talk about seven, I'm like, but you said eight! Like, we just, we just <laughs> yeah. gotta like pretend that it's not real until the DLC suddenly pops in halfway through the game like oh look Leviathan's over there let's go kill him in a side story <laughs> oh, gee, oh no movie they're going to release a movie with Aaron Paul oh hell again. yeah 
Wait, what? Aaron Paul? Or, like, maybe I'm just remembering <laughs> him, it right? wrong. I can't remember. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah. You need to finish it, so we can... Uh... I'll, I'll finish it, mate. I'll finish it. Fucking better. Um, I said I had a little bit of a trick up my sleeve for this week as well. Um, there is one other thing I have played, and I'll keep it really quick, because there's not much I want to talk about right now. Um, but I did sit down and also play the demo for Pikmin 4. Mm-hmm. So they had oh. the Nintendo Direct, I think, what was it, like two weeks ago now? Um, yeah, yeah. And they dropped Pikmin 1 and 2 Remaster on the eShop, and they dropped a demo for Pikmin 4. Uh, so I played this, and I've got to say, in terms of demos that I've played recently, I really like this new trend of demos just being the start of the game, which transfers over to the full game. Okay. Oh, it does? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it yeah. does, yeah. And it's quite a chunky demo as well. It's like, I, I, I sat down and played it and I thought, I'll check this out. And it took me about two hours to get to the point where the game said, all right, yeah, yeah you're having too much fun now. You need to, <laughs> you need to, you need to wait and then fork over some cash. Um, yeah. But yeah, as you know, I've always spoke nothing but praise for this series. Um, from what I've played so far, this game's looking to be a lot of fun. Um, the new mechanic that is in every single trailer that they're really pushing is this new weird dog thing, which you can see on screen right now. Yeah. Um, and that's given to you at the very start. Um, so that's like the new main mechanic of the game, which isn't in the older ones. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really nice. And it's it's one of those weird things where like Pikmin at this lower camera angle in a much higher fidelity looks really nice the older games have a much higher sort of point of view um, whereas this one is a lot more close to the ground and a lot more zoomed in mm. um but yeah really really fun again i don't want to wait yet because i'm gonna play this when it comes out and then do like a longer thing for it on the podcast but um at, yeah cannot wait for this i think it's out in a couple of weeks so um this is looking to be Another really good, another really good Pikmin game. I couldn't believe it's been. I think it's been like a decade since Pikmin Three <laughs> originally came out. No, it has. It really no, it has. It has. It has. It was. A, it was a. Um, I'll. I'll Google it. Look. It's a Wii U game. It's a right? Wii U game. Pikmin Three came out thirteenth oh of 20, 2013. 2013. Ten Jesus. years ago in a week. <laughs> How nuts is that? Oh, it's crazy. And uh, the other thing I liked as well, which was Pikmin do this weird thing where it's kind of like a make-believe world that you're really small in, but also like, is it Earth? It's kind of unsure. And they sprinkle all these items in that are like, that are, you know, Earth items. And they call them weird names. And in the original, I think it's the original Pikmin, the first one, you found like a Game & Watch. Remember the, the really, really old Nintendo handheld with the mm-hmm. black little pixel screens. Um, in this one, Pikmin 4, one of the first items you find is a Game Boy Advance SP. Oh Wait. no, are we nostalgic for that now? No, not, I not have one of those. Not to be fair, the SP was a banger. So the, the thing I read, which I saw online, is 
not only are we nostalgic for the Game Boy Advance SP, but the the year gap between Pikmin 4 and the Game Boy Advance SP is now somewhat similar to the original GameCube game and the Game & Watch. <laughs> That's how old we're oh, getting. Oh, no. <laughs> As, I think I read, I read that, and I was just like, like audibly, I was just like, oof, oh, that hurts. <laughs> Did like, you guys have SPs? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Which, yeah. I had the tribal. I had the, the tribal. tribal. <laughs> I was just about to ask if you have the different had the tribal SP. What was oh. that about? <laughs> Why did the SP need a trap stamp? Who decided that? <laughs> yeah, like they, the had, they had the adverts of oh, Mario man. with the tribal tattoo as well. You remember that? <laughs> it looks so sick. But people had this, or I think there was a Zelda one. People there was had. a Triforce one. There was yeah. a Triforce, Gold, yeah. yeah. I think I just had... Was there like a purple one? Uh, I think they came in a couple of colours. They, they came in loads of colours. I think it was I, a blue and red are the ones I remember. There was, yeah, it's definitely a blue one. I think I had the purple weren't one. the blue and red ones for pokemon fire red no no fire red leaf green yeah mm. see what we've got <laughs> i don't remember yeah no, I... no, they did have a variety of colors i only ever really saw silver and black to be honest they had tons oh look yeah looking at this now i remember the it's in the middle the nes color scheme i remember that one. Oh yeah yeah um yeah, I think... the tribal one. The tri- it's so. It. Isn't that so bizarre? It's... Why did they? Oh, do that? It was so cool though. It was so cool. I miss. Wouldn't understand. I miss like face. games consoles and things having a shitload of colors and faceplates and things like. We that. need another good handheld. We need another good handheld. It's not a phone. We need a dedicated little Game Boy something something. Here's the thing: those handhelds back then were proper tiny handhelds. Well, oh, yeah, like, the Switch is such a beefy boy, yeah. yeah. The, like, they call the Switch a handheld, and it's like, all right, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> well, I feel like, as well, we're not pulling that out on a bus. It's Come like on. all of the Switch editions, where it's like Zelda edition, this, that, or the other edition, it's always either the Joy Cons or the Dock that has these decals on them. But I wish they'd go like crazy with it, and make a whole bunch of different Switches with actual. Full Joy-Con and body modifications. I don't know how to put. You know, just like we want Cyberpunk Switch Edition. Yeah, because because I have um, some color. I have a Wii. Yeah. I have the Zelda Wii U, which looks really good. It's just the controller, but to be fair, the controller is like half. Oh, is that the black and gold? It is. Yeah. One. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what compelled me. One day, I just went. Fuck it! I'm gonna get a Wii U. And that's the one that I got. Yeah, that's the one. That was a console that didn't do too well. Oh, it's an eBay listing, but... Yeah, that's the one that I had. That was really good. That's just like getting dust somewhere. I should, I should get it out. Yeah. Wait, should I? Do I even want to? Would I even play it? It, it? Was, <laughs> a console. it yeah. was It was very good for playing like casual multiplayer games. Yeah, I have, I think, like 500 hours of Mario Maker original <laughs> on the Wii U. <laughs> I used to stream it back in the day. What a weird time. <laughs> Playing Mario Maker on my Zelda Wii U to handfuls of children on Twitch, yeah, all yeah. shouting level codes, and then just playing the worst levels you've ever seen of Mario. I remember Matt would get some proper, like, Kaizo levels. He'd put me through yeah. hell 
on that game. He'd give me like I Matt would give me a code and I'd start playing. I'd, I'd get like one death in. I'd be like, okay, Matt, yeah, cheers for your submission. I'm leaving now. <laughs> There's no way I'm playing this level. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, um, just been playing Pikmin Four demo. Can't wait for the new one. Ice Pikmin are cool. They're brand new. They freeze enemies. Nice. Very cool Nintendo. Very just, innovative. Very colourful. And I feel like we're going in a very gritty direction, I feel like, of everything at the moment. Everything's very dark. Yeah. It's nice to just see a game and be like, oh, look, bright colours again. It's, right. Yes. What, this is a world where Fortnite is like the biggest property on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's not Pikmin, though, is it? Like, Fortnite just hit, exists, hit, hit me up when Fortnite's you know I mean? got Pikmin in it. <laughs> does Does Fortnite have any Nintendo properties yet? Don't think so. Oh, unless wow, you, okay. Unless you count a Dragon Ball Z game being on a Switch at one point counts for Nintendo mm, on Fortnite. I don't. No? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who'd you put in first in Fortnite? Mario. Mario. See, oh, gonna... no, but they can't, can they? Because... They can't use guns. Here's what you. So here, you'd have to. Here's what you'd you, have to go with, like a. You go with like a Captain Samus. Falcon or something. You go with Samus. Oh, Samus is a good shout. And yeah, you do some yeah. weird game mode that uses her arm. Cannon. How has that not happened? I know. Oh, yeah. Free money on the table. Jesus Christ. To be fair, that would probably do more to help Metroid than help Fortnite at that oh, point. At this point, one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. They, they would still make bang. Yeah. I like I don't play Fortnite. I would buy a Samus outfit in Fortnite <laughs> with like yeah, Sephiroth. Yeah. yeah, it's just I'm like I'm pretty sure that would sell. It's just easy. But yeah. Uh so yeah, playing Pikmin 4. We'll be playing that in a couple of weeks. I'll do a bit more of a deeper dive on what it actually is when it comes out. But yeah, um okay. We've got a few new stories this week, so we'll jump into some of those. Uh what we have this week you sort of start off with something very chill um, news story, but I know that I think you were talking about it a little bit, Will, um, the other day. It's about uh, Baldur's Gate 3. And, uh, yes. Yeah, the PC release date for this game has been brought forward an entire month, which is... That's crazy, right? I feel like you very rarely see stuff like, the, stuff like this. Wait, that's, um, that's next month. What? Yeah, yeah. So it was going to be September, um, but that's now going to be, I guess, just the Starfield month. It's Starfield. They literally. I'm pretty sure they said. In, yeah. Maybe they didn't name Starfield by name, but they said something like, uh, "So that you have time to enjoy this <laughs> this game before maybe playing something else." Yeah. Going, yeah. Yeah. Because um, it's one of those things where I've seen other stories about Baldur's Gate three about how. It's really good, but it's also absurdly long. Um, yeah. 170 hours of cinematics alone. Uh, <laughs> three times the dialogue of all three Lord of the Rings novels combined, stuff like that. So I, I see that. And yeah, I think like if Starfield's coming out at the same time, I don't want to start something big like Baldur's Gate 3 when that's also out. Yeah. So, so I'll just skip Baldur's Gate 3. This is a really good decision. Um yeah, now you don't have to choose. You can play both. Yeah, because this is Erin's big game, right? Well, yes, she's like yeah, mad she excited. Can't, she this. can't wait. She bought the the copy as soon as it came out in early access. Then last year, at some point, she was like, 
I'm buying this for you and we're playing through it. So I've played through the early access with yeah. Erin. And then she bought an entire new PC basically <laughs> in preparation for Baldur's Gate 3 yeah. because it looked naff on her on her old PC. So yeah, we're uh, yeah, we're pretty this is we're a pro Baldur's Gate household. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we, we're excited. We're very excited. We allow D D around here. It's all cool in here. <laughs> yeah. The, the funny part is um she booked a week off literally the day this oh, new story no. <laughs> got posted so she was like she came home i was like Baldur's gate 3 is a month early she was like yes fuck <laughs> but also fuck <laughs> yeah because you say that like that string of time where she can't get off as well yeah it's like uh you know she's their busy period is obviously if if you're listening she my girlfriend works in like uh agriculture and it's like obviously august the end of august is or august itself is like right at the end of the busy period where they she can't just leave for a week to play Baldskate. oh so she, so so has she not been able to move it then no she can't move it oh fuck the idea- so we're gonna have to do like weekends and evenings a little bit and then <laughs> see what happens oh, well, we, we might still hold. be playing it with the week off just hold yeah <laughs> that- yeah it is gonna be tricky because it's like i don't think we can put off playing for a month but also, it would be really nice to just like disappear for a week and just play nothing but Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah, just cut, emerge after the week, open the front door, and be like, "Oh, sunlight! Just, oh my god!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I do. It's kind of like sinister, but the idea of a bunch of Baldur's Gate devs sitting there, and then one guy comes in, and they're like, "Sir, it's it's done. Aaron's booked the holiday." They're like, "Yeah, <laughs> hit the button, <laughs> bring Hit it the forward. Time <laughs> to bring it. Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so um as we said not completely unheard of but always for most people a nice surprise um when games are just randomly brought forward in a world of delays and things like yeah. that i, I hope guess that this game is ready i'm gonna assume um, so right <laughs> they just pull it forward but it's just completely unready <laughs> i imagine they'll be like games. i imagine a handful of bugs got moved from the like imminent fix to won't fix yeah. column on their trello board somewhere you know <laughs> i like the idea of it takes 170 hours to get through or whatever right but the game still yeah. has the last five hours of cinematics to put in so as people are playing <laughs> They're like oh, oh, trying to make these last. Like, five if hours. we release now, it's physically impossible for them to <laughs> exactly, make it to yeah. Act Three by the end of the week. So yeah, we have five. We're good. We're good. We have five hours left to put in. The game comes out yeah. today. It'll take them. <laughs> That's a, funny, actually. That's it'll really take, funny, it'll yeah. take them 165 hours to get to where there's no cinematics, but it'll take us, in theory, 120 hours to make these last things to finish these cutscenes <laughs> off. That's really funny. Yeah, literally the. Uh, Wallace and Gromit putting the train track down. <laughs> oh my god, Catching yes. in bits of the game as people are reaching it. Yeah. yeah. The cinematic starts at the end of the game and they're like, the characters are like, you know, they're clearly like caught off guard. They're still putting on makeup and stuff like that. Still getting ready for the scene. <laughs> one of them's just a cardboard cutout yeah. that just like animates around. Yeah. One of them's still, yeah, one of them's got like a shirt tucked out. There's a Starbucks coffee on a table in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh i'd love that that'd be funny but yeah so that was that one there another new story we had for the week this is the ongoing discussion about some ai stuff um about valve and basically like ai generated content in games on steam um 
they started this this is kind of like an ongoing thing um there was a game that had ai generated content in it and it got removed from steam and the word was you know suddenly internet goes crazy right valve hard stance aren't allowing yeah. ai content in any games uh, get wrecked ai another hit against ai da, 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 da. um yeah but i think the issue is valve have now come out and said they don't want to discourage the use of it i mean i think any big tech discouraging ai is kind of silly right i mean whether you like it or not it is being used everywhere not everywhere yeah. but like it's 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 use is being picked up um but they've said they kind of want to put like a hard stance on the actual data and assets being trained right um so they only want to they want to make sure like again like nothing's being stolen and things like that yeah, yeah. That, that's the scummy side of ai right yeah, AI yeah. generated but yeah, it is yeah it's pulling its data from somewhere and it's yeah and... most likely people that haven't signed off on their exactly stuff, exactly training it yeah yeah and it's it's kind of I think the reason they have to kind of take this stance, I feel, is because we spoke about it before, about um, Ubisoft and Blizzard and these other companies developing their own sort of in-house AIs that train on their own stuff and things like that. Yeah. That's what they say anyway. They say it trains on their own stuff. But anyway, as far as the, that sort of stuff goes, you don't want to completely rule that out because I think they're going to be using that in the future, right? So it's 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 just... This is, this is the first sort of sprinkling of this stuff coming to steam i think this was always going to happen at some point yes yeah. ai generation generated stuff is not going away the, no. the, the tool is too useful in a perfect in a perfect world that tool is incredible yeah pandora's box yeah. has been opened in regards to <laughs> this stuff now yeah. and it's just about how how companies on a moral scale like it's, yeah, just... it's as you say like if blizzard were to use a tool that you know trained all of their stuff and only their stuff, it would make sense. Like, why would you not like try and have yeah. something that creates something in your style? Yeah. Right. That's what I was thinking. Is um, for a while now, people have been like, it's it's like fun to kind of bash Warcraft's writing, right? Uh, WoW's writing, but it's like <laughs> I was thinking, is there enough? <laughs> think of all the quest dialogue and uh entries and stuff in wow is there enough stuff there that they could feed it into some kind of ai and just say like spit me out some fetch quests ai i don't care <laughs> like oh no one God, reads these yeah. anyway you play you play like the next mmo from blizzard whatever it is world of warcraft 2 and yeah. it's it's different but it's very it's so similar because they yeah, have completely yeah. trained it on only World of Warcraft. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, yeah, characters' names are slightly different. Like, same location, but kill ten foxes instead of boars or something. I don't know. It's just like, it's... Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, or yeah, we'll see. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's kind of like where, where Valve is sitting at now with this, which I think is, it, it was like I said, it was always going to happen at some point, but um, it's always interesting to see how you know, it was art for the longest time. And it still is art, right? I feel like art is, at least on Twitter and other places, is still the big discussion about AI. Um, but it's now, art and voices. Art right? and voices. And it slowly, you keep an eye on it, it slowly creeps out to like other industries. 
where like you know you got yeah. touching games and writing and things like that. It's another one of those things that it's doing. Um, but yeah, so that was that was that one with Valve. There, you also had a couple of stories about uh, remakes and remasters. They are kind of in rumor territory, but I think it's it's cool to talk about because I think they're very, at least to me, they're very interesting games. So the first one is rumors are swirling up now for a Red Dead Redemption remaster slash remake. Um, so the news about this is that it's been spoken about for a while. Um, there was talks about a remaster for Red Dead a while ago, but do you remember the GTA trilogy remaster? Yes. And how awfully received it that was. It wasn't very good, yeah. yeah. So supposedly work on a remaster for Red Dead Redemption and GTA 4 got shelved because just it, it went so poorly. Those games had graphical issues everywhere. They looked odd. Yeah, um, they were just worse than the things they were remaking. There's no way to... Yeah, yeah. No other way Basically, to yeah. It, yeah. Um, but now, supposedly this got shelved back then, but now it's starting to swell up again. In a, a couple of ratings boards have started listing Red Dead Redemption mm-hmm. um, on there, so that's where a lot of this is picking up steam. Um, but what do you two think? Did you, did you play the original Red Dead Redemption? Yeah. Do you think... Yes, uh... is, it, is it old enough that you think it requires... Some oh, sort of... it's absolutely old enough that it not requires. <laughs> yeah. No. Loved enough. Yeah. 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 Well, it's uh... like it's like Resident Evil Four. Okay. In the sense that I I think that we've advanced enough that a remaster would actually improve the game. Yeah. The only thing I think of is, is I still think we're so close to Red Dead Redemption 2 that it's just going to look like Red Dead Redemption 1. That's what I was going to say, is that there are parts <laughs> of Red Dead... of 2. Yeah, Red Dead 2, specifically towards the end, um, where you, you see a lot of John Marston. Um, and it's, you, like you say, it's like, they're going to mm, look very similar, yeah. right? Um, but off that same merit, to me... There's something I find really compelling about playing like a new playthrough of Red Dead Redemption 2 straight into a remaster of Red Dead 1 as, and, yeah. and have it as like one absurdly long 130-hour <laughs> cowboy story. <laughs> I think I'd really enjoy that, I think. Because I don't really remember Red Dead Redemption 1. I played it when it came out on PS3, I think. It's funny because it's kind of it's the same like map as two, right? Kind of. I, don't, I honestly don't remember. But just um, like different time period. May, I, maybe I'm completely wrong there. Or In no, fact, I might. Just my it's ass, a time sure. skip. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, it's well, Red Dead Redemption Two is the game set before Red Dead Redemption One. It's a prequel. And again, it talks a lot about... It sets up a lot of John Marston stuff before the original Red Dead Redemption. Um, Okay, does this include the zombie, the undead nightmare? It has to, right? It has (laughs) to. I don't want it. It was crazy how popular that was, by the way. It was really good. Did you play it? No, I I never played it. 
I never got around. Was, to oh it. my god, it was so good. It was like ha ha, uh, Red Dead zombie mode, and then it was like a full campaign with like missions and just the. Yeah. Oh, let me find it. Um, was it Red? Is it Undead Nightmare? Yes. Yeah, but yeah, Red Dead Undead Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. If anyone anyone isn't aware, this was. This is almost like a weird relic of Rockstar because they don't do this anymore. They don't do big single-player expansions like they used to. Because you remember, like GTA Four had the Ballad of Gay Tony and oh, what was it, The Lost and the Damned? Uh oh yeah yeah. When they were they story they, DLCs, they were didn't really they? big story DLCs, not the same size as the original game, but really. Like big chunky bits of content, and this was like that. It was just like a zombie mode in Red Dead, but it was so much more than that. It was a full campaign about how zombies had risen from the grave yeah. in Red Dead. Completely non-canon to the main story, but yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I yeah, but I always I I was waiting for like the GTA Five version of this or the Red Dead. I think 2 a lot of people were version of this, and they just that's not where the money is, I guess. Yeah. But it seems like such a shame. It may need uh, fact-checking, but I believe a lot of single-player campaign stuff for GTA V was scrapped in favour of GTA Online yeah, stuff. Uh, yeah, I remember, yeah I've, I heard that too. Because GTA yeah. Online makes absurd amounts of money. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, insane. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was... So, yeah, Red Dead Redemption maybe getting a remake or remaster. We'll have to just wait as, as, as long as it just needs to be on PC, right? Because it never originally came to PC. So yeah, it was really weird, wasn't it? That was the one of the last games, or the the period of time where Rockstar didn't really make good PC ports, if at yeah, all. Yeah, people. Yeah, <laughs> people couldn't be. But I think a lot of people just couldn't be bothered to port <laughs> port these things from console to PC. Yeah. I, I read a story a long time ago, I think, about how Red Dead Redemption just was just an absolute mess of like code like coding wise yeah you know it comes from it's it's one of the games last in the era of like when you release a game you chuck it out there there it is it's done maybe it gets a patch or two but you don't have games like they are now where it's like they continually get updated games as a service and whatever it's like no here's a game we ship it for xbox 360 and ps3 yeah there it is it's done forget about it um yeah but this game was apparently, it was bad enough to the point where that's why it hasn't been anywhere. Not just like PC, like it's not on PS4 or Xbox One or any modern consoles at all. You just like, it's just locked to these older consoles and emulators. So I think at the very least, a remaster or a remake would do it good just to make it accessible again. Yeah. So uh, The other. Remake, uh, or <laughs> or remaster, um, is again rumor rumor mill, but Assassin's Creed Black Flag <laughs> has been popping up here and there in terms of rumors for a remake. This one, personally, I'm not too sure if I buy as much as Red Dead. I feel like it seems weird to be. Working on this the same time as Skull and Bones, they can't. You can't. You can't. All the 
pushbacks and all the setbacks for Skull and Bones, they can't then be like, but we got a Black <laughs> Flag remake for you if you like pirates. Oh, That's ridiculous. Come on, Ubisoft. Actually, that cannot be true. It's actually ridiculous. We heard the backlash about how Skull and Bones isn't like Assassin's Creed 4. So we have yeah. we have literally given up on Skull and Bones. We're going to release it, but we have just fuck it, right? Fuck that game. Here, yeah. here is a re- here is a remaster of Black Flag. Yeah, yeah. Literally, that is like the headline is like Ubisoft says Solid just remakes Black Flag instead of Skull <laughs> and Bones. Have we had a remake of Assassin's Creed One or Two? Oh, I don't think we had a remake of any uh, Assassin's Creed. You know, the the Creed, two beloved we? ones of the series. They must have had. HD ports or something. Yeah, there's been re-releases like ports but I don't believe there's been any official um, like remaster or remake because you are right when I think of Assassin's Creed getting a remaster or remake my brain goes straight to Assassin's Creed 2 Brotherhood and Revelations as like Ezio's story right i don't yeah. th- i don't think yeah. of black flag despite you can't yeah. you can't skip straight to black flag no i don't buy this <laughs> no, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, yeah, I don't buy it either. i don't buy it either. four was a great game yes right? four was but a great game it was the last it, but... beloved one i'd say right maybe like people like you know mirage was fine odyssey was fine uh but but oh my god yet, there's been but... so many of them not mirage what am i thinking of you think of uh, origin origins Origins, Odyssey, Ragnarok, Valhalla. Valhalla. It's one of those. Pick, you know, it's Viking. Don't forget. So you've also got. There, there's one. There's an Assassin's Creed game that was actually pretty good. I played bits of it. Didn't finish it. That was. I thought it was really good, but everyone always forgets about. And it is Assassin's Creed Syndicate. And it's the ye old English. Was that before or after Black Flag? That was after Black Flag. That was after Unity. You oh, I, I full on stopped after Black Flag. Was that Flag. after Unity? Oh my god. Right, okay. We're gonna, we, we've done this before, I believe, but we're going to do it again. Right, Assassin's <laughs> Creed games. Unity. When someone what says Assassin's one, Creed Unity, all I can one, think of is that picture of when it was fresh and it's just a guy's face. It's just the <laughs> eyeballs, just eyeballs and teeth. Yeah. Yeah, right, here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Main games Assassin's one, Creed. Two, Brotherhood. Two, yeah. Go for it. You go. Uh, what, one, two, Brotherhood. Uh, Revelations? Revelations. Three. Revelations is the one where Ezio is old and has weird hook knives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, this part the blade, this part the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then three, then uh, there was like a side one on like PSP or something, wasn't there? Uh, you're thinking Liberation? of Assassin's Creed, uh, Rogue, Rogue. No, no but there, there was a. There is one on PSP. You're not wrong. It's just it's not on this list for some reason. But yeah, there's yeah, there is. You play as like a. I a think lady. it was Liberation. Yeah, yeah you, and it's like an an offshoot to three, I think. And then there's four, and then four and Rogue came out at the same time. Yeah, Rogue was their previous gen answer when Unity <laughs> was the next gen. <laughs> That's one. right, because they couldn't put. No, they, uh, <laughs> no, it was. Unity came uh, out when I believe <laughs> last gen, i.e., like PS4 and stuff, were still relatively new, and yeah, and yeah, everyone and their mother had a PS3 and Xbox yeah, 360. Yeah. So they were like, "We've got to do something 
but he's consoles. So they made Rogue. So they made yeah, Rogue. you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, Unity. Then Syndicate, which was... Wow, I thought Syndicate was a really old one. No, I don't know why. Syndicate is the one that no one remembers and no one talks about. It's, it's the ye old England yeah, um, yeah. brother and sister story. Yeah. Um, and then you get, then they go all RPG. Origins and Odyssey. And Valhalla. Yeah. And then Mirage in end of this year. There's so many coming out now. Oh god, yeah. There's, there's, like, there's Mirage, the right... there's that mobile one. Jade or something. Jade, which is set in China? Yeah. Mark? Yeah. God. Anyway, what are we talking about? I saw... Yeah, why do you start at f- Why do you remake 4? Why do you yeah. start at 4? That's oh, ludicrous. It's Skull and Bone Studio, that's why. Apparently so. they yeah. have the assets already there. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just control, you're not wrong. control C on the big pirate ship. Drag it over to the Assassin's Creed remake <laughs> folder. Control V. Fuck it. Video games. Fucking easy. <laughs> They just deleted the main character of Skull and Bones and just put, <laughs> what's his name, Edward, somewhere in it. Oh, I, can't, yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah, just, we can do it. We can make it work. Video games, it's easy, right? It's all done by AI. Who cares? I saw it. Uh, oh, <laughs> I guess, I get, I get why you skip one, I guess. Yeah, I get, like, yeah. No. Why not? You just no. do two. No, Assassin's Creed 1 has too much of the meta sci-fi story that they have now completely dropped. So you don't remake well, one. So does Brotherhood, though, and those and the Dude, other ones. Not not as much as one. Mm. Assassin's Creed mm. One, from what I remember, every single chapter you're hopping in and out of. Um, what's the voice actor? Nathan Drake's future. Desmond. Land. Yeah, Desmond. yeah, the voice actor's Nathan Drake, though, right? Nolan North. That was it. That's the guy. Just yeah, because well, that was because that was in the era where he voiced everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was he was back then's Troy Baker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Assassin's Creed Mirage. I saw a thing about Mirage the other day, where it's like you know they're trying to make a more grounded Assassin's Creed, right? Get rid of the RPG shit, go back to just a stealth game. And I saw a video where he's standing on a beam, he goes into some weird mode, tags like three or four enemies, and then insta kills them from his location by teleporting to them and stabbing them. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I feel like I missed something. That doesn't, here. that's not very Assassin's Creed of you. Yeah. No. <laughs> Do you remember, did you ever play that uh, Splinter Cell game where you yes. could tag Conviction. enemies? No. Yeah. Yes, maybe. Conviction? One of them. And it mark and execute, that's what it was called. Yeah, it's basically that in this. And I was like, oh, looks cool. I, guess. Not, I don't get why he's teleporting, but that's the mirage. Oh, you're you're actually right. They'll, they'll, <laughs> <laughs> the mirage is the mechanic he has of literally tracer yeah. blinking <laughs> around. Yeah, the map. yeah. I hope it's good. I really hope. I, I'm willing to go back to you know good stealth Assassin's Creed. Uh, I feel like this will not be good in <laughs> recent Ubisoft fashion, and then they'll blame it. The they'll be like, see, nobody actually wanted a, a, a oh, classic no, Assassin's yeah. Creed, and then they'll go back to making. Well, ridiculous. I pre-ordered it. Why? So I'll let you know. Okay, so well, here you go. Sam's gonna help. <laughs> I, I didn't. I haven't played any of the RPG Assassin's Creeds. I think I watched back in the day. There was like videos going around of the Hidden Blade in Origins, the Egypt one, not insta killing 
and yeah, like a, he'd walk up to a sleeping guy who was like five levels above him, and the guy would just like stab it, and it would big number would pop up, and yeah. then the guy would get up and just wail on him. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, oh no, I don't they're, like this. They're okay, those games. I played Odyssey, and I had a good time, except they're just ludicrously long yeah. for no reason. They're not that interesting, and they go on for like two hundred hours. Yeah, I haven't finished one I think since Black Flag. Funnily enough, about talking about its remake, so yeah, it's it's one of those things where Assassin's Creed was coming out what like every year, I think. Yeah, basically. And I got completely burnt out, like most people. Like, I oh, just I'm so sick of Assassin's Creed every year. Do something different. And then they showed me the <laughs> RPG stuff, and I was like, no, no, not like that. Not, <laughs> but not that. <laughs> yeah, I want something different. Yeah, because it was not like that. every E3, wasn't it? We'd be like, oh, there's the Assassin's Creed trailer, like yeah. with, like clockwork every time. Yeah, there's your yeah, Assassin's I Creed. About that. There's your Call of Duty. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. your Battlefield at one point. I swear there was like a yearly Battlefield at one point. Yeah, yeah. They had uh, yeah. like Battlefield Hardline and stuff in between main Battlefield games and weird stuff like that. It's weird how you don't really get that anymore, I feel. Outside of like Call of Duty and FIFA, the yearly games have kind of vanished. Games just too complicated and expensive now. Yeah, it takes too much time, literally. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Call of Duty, last little story we'll do very quickly. Um, this is just a little funny story that I found. It's about Call of Duty's latest anti-cheat update. And mm-hmm. it makes cheaters hallucinate imaginary opponents. So, <laughs> have you heard about this? I read a little bit about it, and it sounds very cool. <laughs> so my idea, from what I understand, is if your client starts obviously you know tracking things or it becomes suspicious it becomes a suspicious account right mid-match they drop in fake players to throw you off right and the idea is that if you if your game client starts interacting with these fake players then you're obviously a cheater and it's really clever because as opposed to just being like oh this guy is you know this guy's cheating just ban him from the lobby asap um, this allows them to kind of watch and record what these cheaters are doing against these hallucinated yeah. players and get data. Um, so, so real players can't see these things real, at all? Real players cannot see these things at all. Yeah. So it does. It's like, it, yeah. imagine it, it simply, imagine they spawn a completely invisible player at the other end of a hallway and normal person runs through checks the hallway, doesn't see anything, moves on with his life. Cheetah runs into the hallway knowing another player is there, a player in air quotes, yeah. and then right. immediately beams the completely invisible guy to death. Um, that means, you know, then Call of Duty, whatever it is, can just be like, he just fucking sprinted into the room and laser beamed a guy that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We can, clearly, with that guy is cheating, we can ban that guy. Um, yeah, they, they said... Um... Their previous anti-cheat was called uh, quicksand, which is what they're removing, mm-hmm. which is if it suspected you of being a cheater, it would uh, slow down your character, stop you moving, stop you shooting, things like that. And then you became an easy yeah. easy target, basically, to actual players. Um, but they said it affected normal gameplay too much, which I think is fair enough. Um, because the idea behind this one is that, like you say, a person that is just playing the game normally should have no difference in their lobby. It's just whether, you know, someone's just shooting an invisible thing 
uh, in a hallway 10 buildings away doesn't affect what you're doing, right? Um, and then over time, these players can get banned. I just thought this was really cool. It's not like major news or anything, but I just I always like hearing about little things like this. I like creative. It's very creative. It seems yeah. like uh, the only thing I the only thing I think is like it's it's always an arms race with cheaters and beating. You know, you you'll never beat cheating, um, but you can never stop trying to combat it. Right? Yeah. Um, but I always think if they're sending these invisible players in or whatever, there must be some thing they send with it which tells it this isn't a real player and it's just like isn't it just a matter of time then until the the cheaters so, figure yeah. out what this flag is that means this is a real player versus not but i mean i don't i don't know how it works maybe because then you get into like maybe there's client side versus server side stuff so that data never actually gets sent it's never to, exposed yeah it's never exposed yeah or something like that it's... i saw a fun explanation where it was like it's that it's not spawning it's not that they're invisible it's like it's spawning fake players just out of view of uh so like you'll look at like a piece of cover and it's like it, there's a guy technically crouched behind yeah that you know and it's like if he doesn't move or doesn't make a noise you'd never know he was there if you're a normal player but a cheater will beeline for this guy even though he'd have no way of knowing well, it's like it's like um, know, it's, it's like the tarkov video that came out right where people were literally um putting their crosshair on players that were exactly such, yeah, such yeah. ludicrous distances away yeah um but just having the, their crosshair trained right on them it's one of those things where i imagine how however this is working it's not entirely in this article but if your character is walking down a road and starts and and the, the server sends a fake player into a building really far away um, yeah. behind a bunch of walls no possible way of seeing or hearing them if the character starts training on them starts looking directly at them and beelining yeah. them that's when you spawn in some kind of actual you know player model get ya yeah get ya. yeah i don't know it's very yeah. interesting it's like you say it's like an arms it's like you say it's just an arms race whether or not yeah if they send something down that Let's hackers know that it is a fake player, then they'll work around it. But then, as they work around it, they'll make new. <laughs> they'll make a new version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I love. I love this stuff. I do love this stuff. Um, yeah, that's. It reminds all the... me of. Sorry, yeah. um, it reminds me of. Sorry, if you've ever uh, there's a there was a YouTube series I used to watch, uh, on a, a, a YouTube series I used to watch on people running like Daisy servers and stuff. Yeah, and they would. Obviously, because they're kind of cheating if they're if they're running a server and they have admin powers. Um, and what they would do is like because they have like no clip and uh, <laughs> yeah. teleporting and stuff like that, they could like appear in the world like their model, and they could be like, right, that guy has just looked right at me from like four miles away through a building, <laughs> yeah. you know? and he's like, he knows I'm here. And then if I move over here, yeah, he's still following me. And it always reminds me of stuff like that where it's. Yeah, I love the idea watch. of the anti-cheat being a physical person in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am the admin that has come down from the heavens to catch people cheating and ban them on the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's all the that's all the news for the week. So um, there are a few uh, upcoming releases, so we'll go through those very quickly. Um, I realised that obviously we we record this now. 
on on a Wednesday, and it goes live on a Friday. So the new releases that I'm going to talk about now will be for next week's Monday to Friday. So hopefully that makes sense what I'm saying now. Because um, sometimes we do, here's what's coming out, and it comes out tomorrow for us recording, but it's actually, it's already Oh, out. I never thought of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, Monday to Friday next week. Um, okay. Here are a few games. This one I don't know too much about. I just know it's somewhat popular. This is Oxen Free Two. Mm. Um, I know that Oxen Free, I think, is like quite a big sort of adventure game that was quite popular. Um, yeah. Published by yeah. Netflix. I remember that. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, this is the sequel to that. It's. I think the original has been on my playlist forever, and I've just never gotten around to it. But um, it was good. Me and Aaron played through that. It was very fun. Oh, spooky. You've... Yeah. Very spooky. Is it? Is it horror? Uh, more like uh, it's not like jump scary horror, no. conventional horror. It's more like uh, just supernatural, kind of supernatural like thriller. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you got the sequel to Oxenfree coming out. That's on the twelfth of July. The next upcoming game. This is for Samuel. This is the Atelier Marie <laughs> remake. <laughs> um, when did? This is a question for you, Sam. You might not even know. Do you know when the original came out? Because this is a remake. This is a remake of a DS game, if I remember correctly. Oh my god. Which is why it's all chibi. Okay. Mm. So this is Atelier uh, Marie, the Alchemist of Salberg. Uh, they always have crazy names. But I get, I'm assuming you're very excited for this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will be buying it playing this. Yeah. I, I just love the Atelier game. It's another game where it's like, oh, it's like they're all the same, but they're they're functionally not, despite the fact that you finish it and you're like, yeah, just another Atelier game, exactly what I expected. But functionally <laughs> and mechanically, you've played the game differently to how you play the other one. Yeah. It's really, I didn't know it was a DS game and I hadn't watched, I'd seen the screenshots, the old screenshot, but I, didn't, I hadn't watched any footage. Now that I'm watching this trailer on the Steam page... It looks very like I can see it on a DS screen. Yes. <laughs> looks nice though for a remake. Like it's very, yeah. it's very high fidelity chibi stuff. It looks really cool. Reminds um, me of um, remakes. I would say they're always fifty fifty, but I actually think more often than not they're bad than they are good. So we'll see. <laughs> but I think this is one of the ones which had. Um, I think time actually moves as you do stuff. I think. I think we're back to that time period of Atelier games. Time moves when look, like super hot. <laughs> time moves. Whereas <laughs> in like the, the old games, things used to happen, and you had requirements of like, oh, I need you to do this within the next three days. Right. Okay. And there used to be story events where if you didn't do stuff by day sixty, game over. Right. Okay. Oh, that sounds that sounds horrible. <laughs> I don't know if we're that far back. Because that that was like the the original first like four or five, yeah. Um, but like again, the the requirements to make stuff was always easy. It was like make a potion, yeah. But like it, it was still there, you know. That loss condition was there, right? Um, but yeah, normally it's like oh, if you pick something up, time advances by two hours. So it's not go round and pick everything up because suddenly three days have passed, you need to pick and choose what you want to get and what you need. Yeah. And I I don't actually remember what stage we're at, but I'm <laughs> hoping it's like that, because it, it's just another nice thing to juggle. 
as like difficulty, I yeah. guess. I'm actually looking forward to you playing this because I love hearing about these sorts of games because after trying, which one did I try? Atelier Sophie 2, I think, or 3. Okay. I, tried, I tried one of them. I just, Sophie 2. Sophie 2. I just didn't get on with it. And I don't know. I still really, I still, there's something in my heart about these sorts of random anime JRPG games because they remind me of when they were a dime a dozen back on older yeah. consoles. Again, these games are always very comfy. Yes. So if you like the gameplay loop, it's just so easy to play. And that was their appeal, right? Yeah. They, they do have the standard JRPG super bosses lying around when you finish the game. Yeah. But it's just it's so comfy. And it's, it's like watching a slice of life anime or something like that. You can just sit you down know? and veg out and just... Saying that, Relax. there's an Italia Riser anime out. So oh, I heard which about tells that. The yeah. story of, I think it's following the story of Atelier One, uh, Riser One. So I have to check that out and see if it's any good. Um, yeah, so that comes out on the thirteenth, which is what day is the thirteenth? Uh, it's a Thursday, and then the last release for the week is Exo Primal, coming out on the fourteenth, which will be the Friday. Mm, Capcom, no, don't miss. Not. It's not coming out. It's, it's, not, it's definitely coming out. It's not real. It's, it's happening. happening. I'm sorry, Will. It's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> how much, is it, how is much it, does this cost? Is it going to have much. a single player campaign? 50, 50, 50 quid. 50 quid. 50 oh. quid? 50 quid. <laughs> uh, part of me you guys like, are fucking insane. Yeah, You're uh, insane. Cap, Capcom, don't, this, Capcom, don't miss. Will. It's, it's, will. On, it's on Game Pass. It's on Xbox the Game Pass. The era of Capcom missing is back. Yay? Question mark. I I hope oh, that shit. all this dinosaur shit is like the first, all this like sci-fi dinosaur stuff is the first four hours of the game, and then the character wakes up and it is actually a Dino Crisis sequel. And all the side, I've heard so many people. I had no idea Dino <laughs> Crisis had so many fans. Yeah, I've heard this sentiment. Well, yeah. I didn't know what Dino Crisis was until this trailer came. You all sleeping on Dino yeah. Crisis? That makes me sad. Dino <laughs> Crisis was this weird more action-y Resident Evil game on, what was it, PS1? I think it was not PS2. It was, yeah, it was PS1. It had sequels yeah. on, like, Xbox, uh, OG Xbox and stuff, but... Everyone Let's be all, real. Yeah. Shitter Resident <laughs> Evil. That's, what, that's it's the, the word one, you were searching for. No there. one remembers it, so I, I guess so, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, Exo Primal on the Friday. It is. I'll be playing it on Game Pass. I still have a Game Pass sub, so... I ain't yeah, paying 50 uh, quid I for mean, this. I'm excited to try this with you guys exclusively i'm there's no way i'm playing this on my own but i am i'm fully well, I'm just so bizarre <laughs> i'm fully <laughs> expecting in this era of capcom don't miss this is the first game but i'm just, i'm i'm embracing to see like Cap, capcom why why what why have you made this like what is this <laughs> <laughs> it's like the capcom cycle they get really good at what they do and then they take some fucking liberties and everyone goes <laughs> what are you doing just make good games again what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> or, it's, or they've um everything uh, they've made which is like capcom don't miss it's all sequels right it's just like the first uh, original property they've made in a while yes i guess yeah i guess you're right like capcom don't i can think of capcom anyway. don't miss as long as they're building on <laughs> the, the origins of what they've already made yeah exactly yeah yeah because yeah it's all been like 
Resident Evil remakes and Monster Hunter sequels and Street Fighter sequels. They're all good games, obviously. But this is the first... Oh, it'd, be, it'd be sad to see that first original thing completely <laughs> shit itself, but... It could be amazing. It could, we be could be We could, you know, next... Uh, it won't be out next time, no podcast will it but two podcast time we could be like we were all i was wrong yeah uh, when, this is amazing when we did play the beta it was it, it felt good to play right yeah. it's just the depth wasn't there i didn't i, didn't I was it. like it had, I had enough i had fun because i was playing with you boys but i was done after that one session that was you know that was like that was ah, that was funny what a weird game oh well i'll go back and play good stuff if this game comes out i'll go back and play hunt and get out i'll go back and play hunt yeah yeah exactly yeah. if this game comes out and reviews absurdly well and it's a really good game i will cry tears of joy oh <laughs> i will record a, if this game scores average score of 90 or above, which it obviously won't, but if it does, yeah. I will record myself crying tears of joy playing Exo Primal. <laughs> you heard it here first. You had, you We're bringing back the shorts. It's just <laughs> all shots of Josh crying yeah. over Exo Primal. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be 30 minutes of footage of me crying over Exo Primal split across about 30 shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's very exciting. I'm yeah. very excited for so that. Get hyped for the next age of content coming from <laughs> coming from this podcast. Uh, yeah. All right, we're done here. Let's wrap this up. Thank you for listening, everybody. We're going to leave now and turn it all off, but continue talking about Exoprimal off camera <laughs> for another 40 <laughs> minutes or so. So we need to leave so we can go do that. Um, we'll do our socials. My name is Josh. I'm Bottlerworks on everything. How about you, Will? Ah, uh, you know where to find me. And Sam. Hello. <laughs> okay. Thank goodbye. you. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.